Welcome to WebmasterRadio.fm's exclusive coverage of the Miami Book Fair International. For more information, log on to MiamiBookFair.com. We are once again teaming up with the illustrative Miami Book Fair, and we have with them one of their authors, um, a man by the name of Patrick McGilligan, who has a book with HarperCollins called Funny Man, Mel Brooks. And um, so um, Patrick is the author of um, Alfred Hitchcock, Our Life in the Darkness, and Light, Fritz Lang, Nature of the Beast, George Cukor, A Double Life, and Books on the Lives of Directors Nicholas Ray, Robert Altman, Oscar Michaud, and James Cagney, Jack Nicholson, and did I also mention Clint Eastwood? Um, he's also edited an acclaimed five-volume backseat series of interviews with Hollywood screenwriters and Paul Buell, the definitive tender comrades, a backstory of the Hollywood blacklist. And he lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where he's calling in from today. Thank you for joining us, Patrick. Thank you for inviting me. I wanted to start off by saying so about this book about Mel Gibson, but uh, I gave it away with the lead. So we are talking about Mel. <laughs> I, we are talking about uh, Mel Mel Brooks, and um, who it just you know, it's astonishing that you have one man. You know he he has the EGOT. Um, which is the Emmy, Grammy, uh, Oscar, and Tony uh, Awards, which you know, a, a number of people have had. But he also has three of the American Film Institute's 100th Funniest American Movies of All Time, Blazing Saddles, number six, The Producers, number 11, and Young Frankenstein, number 13. So, I mean, it's quite... Um, he's quite an esteemed um, comedic director, um, but even with that, um, I, I, I have to start by asking a kind of a question. What is, I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with Brooks and obviously, you know, his movies were um, part of my you know, growing up. Um, but what, what is Mel Brooks today? Do people know Mel Brooks? Well, it may be generational in the sense that uh, older people know Mel Brooks really well. Uh, and younger people, when I show something like Blazing Saddles to my film class, I teach at Marquette University here and have for about 20 years. A lot of people are seeing it uh, for the you know fourth time, um, having watched it with their parents. And a lot of people are seeing it for the first time. And, you know, if you ask them afterwards and give them a little quiz, uh, who is uh, um, what German singer is being spoofed in the film what do what does one flavor of uh, Howard Johnson's ice cream make a joke about right. they're not they're not getting um, they're getting very very few of those uh, references and yet uh, they really like the spirit of the movie and they're laughing 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 um, throughout the entire movie so there's a lot um, of Mel Brooks, that probably is generational, even as comedy. And he took his comedy largely, uh, as I uh, bring out in the book, you know, from his own boyhood and from the 30s and 40s and people that he adored and then later went back and in various ways pirated and, and reshaped and turned into his own. Um, you know, that kind of vaudeville comedy and shtick comedy, that itself may have 
gone by the boards. You know, I say in the book that, you know, his his greatest sin at a certain point was was having farts be funny and blazing saddles, and then later on you get dumb <laughs> dumb and dumber come along and and or, or bridesmaids, and you know people are doing amazing things in the toilet, which are quite funny. Um, so they, he got kind of one upped by the new generation, and he was pretty pretty clean comedian, really. I mean, there's not there's not uh, graphic sex. Um, or love scenes in his movies at all. They're really, you know, straight out of thirties and forties comedies in some way. And there certainly isn't very much, uh, what you would call Frank, um, or vulgar language. So, right. uh, he's a, you know, for, for younger people, I think he's a sophisticated taste to be honest. Um, getting back to your book. Um, so Mel Brooks breaks out, and I, I, I did not know that he was the creator of, of him, Buck Henry, of the um, Get Smart with Don yes. Adams. And, um, and so this starts his trajectory on his own, and, um, and quite a successful um, 1960s period where um, you have Get Smart. And then he writes and produces... Um, a movie that would become his defining event because of the way it keeps popping up again. And that is the producers. Yeah. It provides a great third act for the book too, uh, because it comes back, as you say, in his life. And it actually started about 10 years before because Mel is a kind of a writer who needs a partner and he's a writer who doesn't like to write. So he, other people write it down um, or there's, let us say in Hollywood terms, He'd be the walker and someone else would be the sitter. And so he had been struggling to write this this idea called The Producers, dating from the late 1950s. And first it was going to be a novel. Then it was going to be a stage play. And he was always in love with Broadway and he wanted to do you know, some kind of stage musical. So that was a very natural evolution. But by the time of after Get Smart, he encounters a, a, a collaborator, a friend, uh, who's willing to put in a lot of hard work with him working on the script, uncredited, and I tell her story in the book. Uh, she helped him shape it into a script um, that becomes his signature script. And um, it really, you know, it's this, most people know the story. It's these two, you know, conniving, sleazy guys. One's a producer and one's his accountant who have developed this idea to make tons of money by having a Broadway flop. So they want to have the worst possible idea for a Broadway flop imaginable so they have a, a musical about hitler <laughs> springtime for hitler yeah and this was a this is an idea that's very um and his concerns and his ideas and uh he loves doing hitler uh, uh, anti-hitler humor um so it was a success the esteem um i think it did pretty well uh at the box office but not enough to make much money uh, but it won him an oscar for best script um, which is a, a great calling card um, and really launched his career. And critics were very, as they always have been about Mel, um, well, as they were, let us say, when he was active, uh, they were very divided. You know, they found some of it to be tasteless and silly and not well-directed and other parts to be amazing and, you know, memorable and, and uh, hilarious. Uh, so uh, critics paid attention um, and they have always paid attention to him because he's a very interesting 
to write about, and his comedy and his sense of humor is very interesting to write about, and particularly in The Producers, and then later on with Blazing Saddles, and probably it ends with History of the World. Um, you know, he pushes various boundaries that today nobody would even recognize as boundaries, you know, but in those days still were boundaries. Boundaries right. of taste. Boundaries of taste. Um, well, you, you, you just bring time for a Hitler alone. The song, um, yes, yes. and uh, considered well, consider incredibly audacious at the time. I think when you see the musical uh, remake, which was such a tremendous success on Broadway and around the world and in uh, road companies, and you can see the film of it too, because there's at the very end of his uh, producing career, there's a film version of the musical. Uh, it doesn't have the same edge because so much time has gone by that that humor now is much more taken for granted. Well, well, to second what the um, the producers or the executives said to Mel Brooks, um, to you, um, good job. Your, your book is um, being well-received. And again, as we mentioned, you'll be at the Miami Book Fair on Saturday, November 23rd. Talking Hollywood Lives Real and Imagined. And uh, so be sure to Miami Book Fair. I the opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.